BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Alex Hall in Fresno. Although ballots are still being counted from Tuesday's primary election, it was status quo for many of the big statewide races here in California. Scott Schaefer and Marisa Lagos with KQED's politics team shared their thoughts on some of the key races. Marisa, I think one big takeaway from yesterday's election was that actually things went pretty much as expected. There were no big upsets, no surprises, starting with Governor Gavin Newsom, who got more than 60 percent of the vote against Republican state senator Brian Daly, who got less than 20 percent. And then also Democratic Senator Alex Padilla, first time on the ballot as senator. And he is getting, you know, almost 60 percent of the vote. And they they both, I think you have to say, both Newsom and Padilla, really clear sailing between now and November. Yeah, I mean, if there's a message for the statewide candidates is that this was a good night for incumbents, right? I mean, they are not the only Democrats in statewide office. Secretary of State Shirley Weber also on the ballot statewide for the first time, just coasting to victory. Yeah, and then locally in San Francisco, there was a big recall election. Proposition H, a question of whether the district attorney, a progressive pro-criminal justice reform DA, should be recalled. And that one was not close. It was about 60-40, Prop H passing. Boudin will be out. He'll be replaced by an appointee of the mayor, London Breed. And, you know, I think this was just an instance where he did not get along with the police chief. There was a sense that, uh, you know, his office wasn't well run. And then also the anti-Asian hate crimes, the smash and grab videos that went viral, and a lot of money spent against Boudin, some of it from very big donors, Republican donors. And all those things together were just too much for, for Chase Boudin to overcome. I agree. And I think that both sides are looking at this as a potential sort of warning tone for the weeks and months ahead. But We've also seen other progressive DAs win these races uh, tonight. So I don't know if we can make any big conclusions about where criminal justice reform is headed. Again, that was Scott Schaefer and Marisa Lagos with the KQED politics team.
Attorney General Rob Bonta is heading to a November runoff after securing more than 54% of the vote during Tuesday's primary election. Ballots are still being counted, but as of right now, he would square off against Republican challenger Nathan Hockman, who has a slight lead over fellow Republican Eric Early. Nicole Nixon covers politics and government for CAP Radio and joins me now to break down the results in so far. Nicole, we've heard a lot about how Californians are concerned about crime. And that's led to some Democratic district attorneys across the state facing threats of being recalled. The most concrete example, of course, being Chesa Boudin in San Francisco. And yet, Attorney General Bonta, who oversees DAs across the state, seems to have held on to pretty widespread support. Is there anything surprising about the extent of the lead he's held on to here? I don't think so. And that's because Rob Bonta is the only Democrat in this primary for attorney general. One thing about primary elections in California is there can be wide field of candidates in some cases. Um, it can be hard to find a lot of information about some of these candidates. So voters really rely on party ID when they're voting in primaries. And we see that with Rob Bonta. He's got well over 50 percent support right now. We'll move on to the general election. And another example of that is that Anne-Marie Schubert, she was a no party preference candidate, Sacramento County DA. She's trailing with 8 percent of the vote. Okay, let's talk about Bonta's opponents. We now know he'll face a Republican in November. It's still unclear if it will be Nathan Hockman or Eric Early. Is this the perfect scenario for what Democrats wanted in this race? Democrats statewide do very well against Republican opponents in general elections. So, yes, Bonta was actually trying to elevate a particular candidate here, Eric Early, who's kind of the more pro-Trump candidate. And I think he he and his team thought maybe that would be an easier target, an easier opponent in November. It is, like you said, unclear who the candidate he'll face in November will be. Hawkman is leading by about 50,000 votes this morning, and he's the more establishment sort of GOP endorsed, California GOP endorsed candidate. The other biggest name in the race is, of course, Anne-Marie Schubert, who is the district attorney of Sacramento County. A lot of people were surprised to see her come in fourth place last night. What led to her falling so far behind the other candidates? I mentioned her lack of political party. She left the, the GOP in 2018. And, you know, she told me earlier this week that she had no regrets about that, that she feels she ran an authentic campaign. She did acknowledge the results last night and dropped out of the race. She said she will work to reverse state laws in California that place, as she says, criminals over crime victims, and that she hopes the next attorney general will also continue that fight. Cap Radio political reporter Nicole Nixon. Nicole, thanks for being here. Thanks so much. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. 
Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. And California Democrats went into the primaries with their sights set on flipping multiple congressional seats. One of them, Congressional District 22 in the Central Valley. That seat's currently held by Republican Congressman David Valadeo. Challenging Valadeo is Democrat and State Assembly member Rudy Salas, who also represents part of the Valley. In Tuesday's primary, Salas received 47% of the vote, while Valadeo received just over 25% splitting votes with two other Republican candidates. Last night, as results were rolling in, I spoke with reporter Sarith Hawk. She's been covering the race for Valley Public Radio and spoke to me from the Fresno County Democratic Party's election event. Sarith, first off, tell us about the political makeup of this district. I know it's a unique one for California and redistricting has shaped it even more. Is that right? Yes, definitely. It's, you know, California is really a Democratic stronghold, and David Valadeo holds one of the rare Republican seats in the state. So, you know, we have to remember it's mostly Democratic-leaning, has been for a long time, and also the population is mostly Latino. So uh, it's kind of rare to have a Republican holding a seat in a district like that. And, you know, redistricting actually made it even more democratic than it was before uh, in what will be District 22. Now, I know Valadeo, despite being a Republican, held on to the seat for years and that he briefly lost it to Democrat T.J. Cox in 2018, took it right back a couple years later. Help us understand what's happening there. Is the district changing politically? Was Cox's win just a one-off? You know, um, I think that his win in, or really Valadeo's loss in 2018 was reflective of what we usually see with midterm elections, and that is that the party that is in power usually loses that power when it comes to midterms. And so in 2018, you know, Trump was right in the middle of his presidency, and I think that hurt Valadeo a lot, um, and that's why he lost that seat to T.J. Cox. And, you know, in 2020, he was able to gain it right back. And it was very close in both elections. We know David Valadeo is one of the only Republicans in Congress who voted to impeach Trump. What impact has that had? And could it affect his chances of holding on to office? President Trump actually came out with endorsements recently, including one for Tom McClintock in Congressional District 5. But he didn't actually say anything about Valadeo. He stayed silent, even though he's gone after other Republicans that have voted against him. And that's because the party needs him that badly to stay in this seat. They know it's really vulnerable to a Democratic stronghold, and they need that majority so that Kevin McCarthy can be speaker. Sarith Hawk is government and politics reporter for Valley Public Radio in Fresno. Sarith, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Alex.
Another one of the most watched races here in California and in the country is the 45th Congressional District, which sits mostly in Orange County. Incumbent Republican Michelle Steele has received 49% of the vote. Her Democratic opponent, Jay Chen, received 41%. For more on the race, KPCC's Josie Huang has this report. At a watch party with other Democratic candidates in Orange, Chen said he would be ramping up his campaign. You know, in 2020, Democrats didn't go knock on doors because of the pandemic, and that cost us a couple of points. And so we're going to make sure that, you know, we do all the right things, knock on those doors, and get our voters out to the polls. Steele, who currently represents another OC House district, was in Washington, D.C. last night, but got on Zoom to address dozens of her supporters who had gathered in her Buena Park office. She said November will be the real fight. I'm coming back on Thursday night. And I'm going to start walking again. And you know what? We're not going to rest until we win. Both candidates said that inflation and record gas prices are top of mind for voters. And that's what they'll be talking about on the campaign trail, too. For the California Report, I'm Josie Huang in Orange County. And in the race to see who will be L.A.'s next mayor, Karen Bass and Rick Caruso will now face each other in a runoff this November. As ballots are still being counted, Caruso tallied 42 percent of the vote to Bass's 37 percent. With more about the candidates, the California Report's Saul Gonzalez is in Los Angeles. Hey, Saul. Hey, Alex. So here are some things to know about the mayoral candidates who are moving on to the general election. Karen Bass is a Democratic member of Congress from Los Angeles who's been in the House since 2011, where she's chaired subcommittees on foreign affairs and the judiciary. She was also elected chair of the Congressional Black Caucus. While in Washington, Bass has fought for child care programs, criminal justice reform and gun control. Before her years in Congress, she was in the state legislature, rising to the speakership of the assembly. Bass's main opponent and first the primary and now the mayoral runoff is Rick Caruso. He's a billionaire real estate developer, best known to Angelinos for opening and managing upscale outdoor shopping malls. Caruso is also a former Republican who then became an independent and then finally registered as a Democrat shortly before running. Caruso has also spent tens of millions of dollars of his own money on his mayoral campaign, with a lot of that record spending going to television, radio and internet advertising. If elected, both Bass and Caruso promised to create thousands of housing units and shelter beds for the city's unhoused population and to increase the size of the LAPD, although Bass wants a more modest increase in police officers. Oh, and this being Los Angeles, celebrities are weighing in on the race. Rick Caruso has the endorsements of Gwyneth Paltrow, Kim Kardashian, and Katy Perry. Bass, meanwhile, is backed by Magic Johnson, Jennifer Aniston, and Steven Spielberg. I know it's an only in L.A. kind of election. Alex? That was the California Report's Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Support for the California Report comes from the Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved youth. The California Healthcare Foundation, working to build a more effective, compassionate, and just healthcare system on the web at chcf.org health equity. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. And that's the California Report for Wednesday, June 8th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Alex Hall. Thanks for listening and have a great day. 
I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 